0: This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Oh, hey. Hi, it's Crystal. Just sitting here thinking about a lot of things, thinking about our next guest, AJ. Um, AJ always kind of gets in my head, uh, but before we go into episode number three with AJ, please remember to subscribe to our podcast, wherever you'd like to listen to your podcast. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are even on Apple podcasts now, um, huge announcement. So we are going to start a contest, uh, with the release of number three. And if you go on Apple podcasts and you write a review, you will be automatically entered into a contest for a free t-shirt. All the names We'll go into a pot. I will pull one name, and on episode number five. So we've got two weeks, two weeks to do this. Trying to get at least fifty reviews. Not sure if that's going to be feasible or not, but we're going to try. And on episode five, I will draw live. I well, kind of live. (laughs) I'll draw a name out and say the name on the air, and I will email you and find out what your size is, and I will send you a T-shirt with our logo on it. Doesn't that sound like fun? So if you can take some time to do that for me, that would be awesome. If you don't know, Apple Podcasts, like going on Apple Podcasts, writing reviews, writing us helps us in our rankings and our ratings. So it's so incredibly helpful. Another thing I wanted to point out is uh, because we had Rachel and Sophia for number one and number two, there were full disclosure guests and many moving forward are not. So if you are interested in coming on and telling your story, please know that you can do that uh, just using your first name or an alias. I would actually be the only other person that would know who you were. Wanted to throw that out there as well. So here we are, episode number three. I can't even believe it. AJ. Uh, AJ is just an inspiring person. They are an advocate of all marginalized people. They live and they breathe and they think about it constantly. And it's just a beautiful thing to be around. And it was a really beautiful thing for me to stand witness to AJ's story. AJ's story is rough. Rough. Um, there are a lot of things that happen to AJ in their childhood uh that is disturbing and upsetting. So I I thought I'd use a quote from Maya Angelo, who's one of my favorites, um, in reference to AJ's story. Maya Angelo says, courage is the most important of all virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. I thought that was so fitting for AJ, and I think you'll understand at the end, because they're courageous everywhere they go, and everything they do, everything that they've gone through in their lifetime, and it was so powerful for me to even get AJ on and uh, be a part of it. I talk a lot in this one, sorry about that, AJ, but uh, I'd like to say it's just the energy of AJ and how we mesh together, because each person brings their own Way of being, and I react to their own way of being. And AJ is an extremely playful human being for me. And let me tell you did I have some outros on this one that I could never play for anyone? (laughs) Like, we just laughed and laughed. And every time I'm around AJ, I kind of my face hurts, my stomach hurts. They just make me laugh. And we had a really good time. So it was a little high energy. um, And I was excited that they were here. So Again, I'm sorry I talk too much, but I think that they know that I talk too much. And this one's really good. They're all good. So you're going to hear, obviously, the peak of the story. And then you'll hear how and what AJ did to heal and to confront. And y- you don't always get to hear that side of trauma. So this is really a special thing. You know, you don't always hear someone tell everybody and have that kind of um, audacity and like fearlessness. And for someone like AJ, that wasn't necessarily taught that it was just inside of them. It was a little mind blowing to me. And it's why I picked that my Angela quote, to be honest, because, you know, practicing being courageous and having the mindfulness to continue to do it and be consistent is, is exactly who AJ is, and why I respect them so much. So here it is, folks, number three. Can't believe it's already number three. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't believe I'm even doing this and that I'm getting people on to share. Um, It's just crazy. It's so crazy to me. So here's number three. And as always, please keep an open heart, no judgment, and I love you. Thanks for listening. Okay, so where where were you born?
0: I was born in the second city in the Midwest.
1: Sweet. That's a great place to be born. And your parents were together?
0: Yeah, they were married.
1: Are they still married? No. Okay. Well,
0: actually, yeah, they never divorced. Like <laughs> legally?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I
0: know, my dad would never su- sign the fucking divorce papers. That's crazy. <laughs> I know, it was insane.
1: So... So, yeah. How many siblings did you have at that time?
0: One. I had one older brother. Okay. He, what, he's 15 months older than me.
1: Oh, okay. I think, yeah. Okay. So, were they together, the, how, when did they split?
0: I think when um, I was eight.
1: Oh, wow. Seven or eight. Probably
0: seven because I was eight when my brother was born.
1: Okay, is that your is there only three of you?
0: No, there are six of us total. whoops. Wait there are six of us total. Really? Mm-hmm. I have um, six siblings. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm.
1: So there like were the two young- of you and then four happened before you were eight. Four more came out. No,
0: this is bad math. Wait. One happened when I was eight right. Then another happened when I was like, Nine. Then another one. I thought it was was the last one. No. See.
1: Oh, okay. I see. I see. (laughs) I see. So your third your next brother, you were eight.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then my sister.
1: Okay. And but they split when you were eight. Approximately. Okay. I got it.
0: Okay. I say like before I was eight because my brother was born in like he was eight by the time I was born or when I saw him for the first time or something. I think it was, yeah, a couple of months after he was born.
1: Okay. So what no, did um what what were you like it as an eight year old?
0: I don't know. It's really hard to remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very I have not many clear memories of that. Really? Yeah. What's
1: your first memory as a kid? That you can kind of remember?
0: As a kid, like as a kid, kid was, there are a few things. One is being made to go to bed when it was still light out and I was mad about it. And <clears throat> my mom has, ex- has explained it as we, I think it was for like sunrise breakfast or something at the church that I was mm-hmm. going to as a child. What um, kind
1: of church? I'm
0: a Baptist church. So I don't know what that means it was just the church that we went to Mm -hmm. um and so I remember having to go to sleep and it was still light out I was not happy about it um
1: were your parents like did they have a good marriage Mm
0: -hmm. I think uh well when I think about it my parents were in their early 30s like late 20s early 30s when Mm. they got married and so Oftentimes when I think about my myself at that age or like some friends at that yeah. age, I'm just like, oh, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to have children because in your 30s, it's in some ways you're still figuring yourself out as an adult. Like yeah. you're supposed to have your pants on, but it's just like, no, no, right. this is so, but is, back then it was way worse. Like yeah. that was late yeah. for people to have kids mm-hmm, back then. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah,
1: that's crazy. So they didn't, You they had an average marriage.
0: I suppose so. Yeah. I just, I have some pictures of like my parents, one that's really cool. I need to find it. Maybe my older brother has it and they're on the porch and they have my older brother in um, their arms, and I think my dad's in this leather coat, and my mom is in like in this denim jumper, and they both have afros, and you know, it was cute. just like super cute. Like, mm-hmm. look at them, you mm-hmm.
1: know. So your childhood was good up until eight.
0: Yeah, more, well, more or less. I, yeah, I was I was sort of like the reason for my own demise as a child. I was always getting into things and getting into random accidents and stuff like there's the scar on my face, I think. Is it this side? This side? Yeah, right there. Right. Yeah. Um I was chasing my cousin around in the living room around the bench. Had on slippery shoes, slipped and hit my eye. My mom put like butterfly stitches on me. I hmm. like the one famous story is how I rode my tricycle down the stairs.
1: Oh like Daredevil.
0: Yo, I was impatient. I was impatient and I was like, I wanna ride my bike nobody's gonna help me nobody was paying attention are you to patient me. now oh, no <laughs> shut up you know what all right cool that was good listen
1: i know i understand because i'm exactly like you mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah i like i was like i'm gonna do this myself i didn't yeah. realize i should have carried my tricycle down i was right. like i'm outside like, I'm do this. like yeah. just wailing i've fallen off of the top of cars. Right. My One of my cousins told me how they thought I was dead or something because I tipped over oh in the street and like I was standing on the curb but my head was in the street and I was like and y'all didn't come get me? Like
1: yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. it was
0: the seventies, so right, yeah. 70s. <laughs> that is why I am the way I am. Yes. <laughs> Toughing it out. Um, Listen, yes. That's what that's what they told us. That's how they raised I know. us. Anyway, that which is like, just, not just a way not. to do that. <laughs> no. Please don't.
1: So when they so when your parents split, <laughs> mm-hmm. what did that look like? What happened? Did they stay? Did they obviously someone moved out or no? Yeah, my
0: mom moved out. Um, it was. I mean, from my perspective, it happened very quickly. Um, again, I think I was about seven or eight and I think I just didn't have a really good grasp of time. And to me, it just seemed like something had happened because this other person, I remembered hanging out with my mom and like my older brother and meeting him, um, and was just like, okay, this is fine. But when my mom got home, my father was really mad. And I had never seen him like that before mm. and I didn't understand what was going on. Right. And then not too long. Like I remember literally just being in the, in the kitchen with my mom. Like, and I guess it was my first thought of empathy. Cause I remember thinking like poor, poor mom, like, poor oh. mom. like yeah. just something like that. And then not too long after she wasn't around. Um, And that person ended up being uh, my younger sibling's father. Okay. So, yeah. So.
1: So you stayed with your dad?
0: For a while. Mm. Yeah.
1: And how was that? Okay. Nah, my dad was kind of hands off.
0: Um, I think, uh, to be honest, I think he was undiagnosed, like depressive, you know, like depressive disorder. I wouldn't say he was depressed. Yeah, he was depressed. Yeah, he worked really hard. Um, He worked for a utility company, like, worked long hours, but.
1: That's all he did. Yeah, and he Mm. just
0: didn't, like, engage with us, really, like, my Mm. brother and I. Um, And I remember uh, me and my brother, like, fighting upstairs and running downstairs and, like, running around the dining room table, like, and then our, our father, like, took off his belt, and we were just, like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if boxing was the one or like, he, my dad loved watching sports like baseball. So boring. But my brother and I then like ran back upstairs and continued. Our just just relocated. Just, yeah. Cause yeah. it was just like, yeah, that yeah. was weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, yeah, he was pretty, I would say pretty depressed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, not just very, engaging. I know everybody thought that he was like, cool, but it was just like, yeah, he wasn't engaged. He was depressed. He was probably malnourished. And
1: so when did you move in with your mom? Um,
0: let's see. Well, I was okay. So I was with my dad for a little while. Then I know in third grade, I was over at my grandmother's. Okay. So that's when I was eight. So that's when things changed. Okay. So.
1: Interesting. So it was, you were your dad's very long?
0: No, not that I can really remember. Yeah, because I remember, I think it was, I don't know if it was after, gosh, what happened? Uh, my dad had fallen asleep and he was frying chicken. I think it was on a Saturday because mm-hmm. like typically he didn't work on Saturdays and- um, I mean, cause I know that's what like my mom used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was asleep and I noticed that like the kitchen was getting smoky and everything. And so I put, um, the lid on it yeah. and turned it off. We had like a gas stove, like a gas stove top. And because I couldn't wake <clears throat> him up, that's the only thing I could think of doing. Cause like my dad was supposed to be fixing dinner for me and my brother, but yeah, and I don't know if I had called my grandmother because they literally lived in the house next door. Oh,
1: I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And so maybe because of that, then they so this was your dad's mom. No, my dad's stepmom. Okay. Like they, yeah, it's a okay. crazy family tree. We don't have to get into like the branches, but right.
1: Okay, so your dad's stepmom. So you then yeah. you're living there.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm living there. I'm. And where's your mom? I don't know. Okay. I think she's staying with her sister at this time or something. Oh. I don't know.
1: But still, I don't you know. Didn't, how long was it that you didn't see her? Did you see her?
0: Occasionally. Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, it was like there were times where I just didn't see her. Like, I didn't know where she was. I knew for a while she was at my aunt's who lived um, not too far. But eventually, you know, she just moved along. And I didn't know where. Like there were right. several times over the years I had no idea where she was. Interesting. So, yeah. Why That's, do you say interesting? Hmm.
1: It's just abandonment, you know, like oh, yeah. at such a young age. Okay, well, so
0: and also like the adults in my life were not like They pre- were pl- they were pre- filling a role. Well, yeah, but like not in a good way. Not right. in the way that like a mom could fill. Where like right. typically you would try to find a way to connect right. the your children. The children to their mother, but instead they're going through their own anger process. Yeah. And the kids are losing out. Yeah. But my mom was in her own situation, too. Mm-hmm. So right. Moves. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. weird. Yeah. Lots of shit.
1: So, um.
0: So I'm over at my grandmother's, which is right next door. Okay. Um, and within that house was my grandmother and grandfather, my aunt. My uncle.
1: Are these your bro- your dad's, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I'm just making sure.
0: And then my older brother and me. Okay. So.
1: And how was that?
0: Oh, uh, restrictive. <laughs> right. <laughs> like talk about what seemed to have like freedom being taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a crowded. <sighs> Yeah. Well, yeah, cuz for a while I ended up I was I was at one point sharing the bed with my aunt, but I mean, I think she had a full size or something and I was young and large for my age and took up a lot of space and eventually I was on the floor. Like, Ugh. I was sleeping on the floor. How long How pallet. long were you there? Uh hmm. I would say 3rd grade, 4th grade. And then in fifth grade, um, I went to a different school. So I, say, I would say for that, that mm-hmm. period of time. And then yeah. where'd you go? That's when I went to live with my mom.
1: Okay. <coughs> and was she remarried then? No, she's never been divorced. Okay. Yeah. But she was still with that gentleman. And did she already have another baby? Uh,
0: yes, my sister. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And how was that transition?
0: Mm, I mean... It had been a thing because we had actually gone out there the summer before. Right. Yeah. Like the summer before, it was basically like the summer before starting fifth grade. I thought we were just going to stay for the summer and then we ended up getting enrolled. Mm. And like over that summer, I was just like, fuck, you know, because it was at my mom's house or did I go back to like the horror at my mm-hmm. grandmother's house?
1: Mm-hmm. So, Right. Right. So you're at your mom's, and you're there until you graduate.
0: Mm-mm. No, no, I was only there for a year.
1: Oh goodness gracious! Then where did you go?
0: Went back to my grandmother's. Oh my
1: God, and a different, and back to the old school system that you mm-hmm, were in. Mm-hmm, okay,
0: yeah. So it was like familiarity. But why? Um, because my mother's living situation wasn't conducive to our, um her steady growing family, and. I think that's when my father got custody of us. They actually went to court and got custody of my brother and I. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you're back at your grandma's, Mm -hmm. and it's sixth, seventh grade, middle school?
0: Yep.
1: And then um, are you there for a consistent amount of time then?
0: That's where I remain.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where you remain. So, um, and the same people are in the house? Mm.
0: Uh, Gosh. If I could just remember age differences mm-hmm. that's where it's like um if i was in sixth grade then i was 10 then yes
1: ish yeah yeah ish. it doesn't matter just totally fine that's perfect um did you so she-
0: i think if i was 10 then i don't know if my aunt was there or not maybe she was because mm-hmm. she's 10 years older than me right but i think my uncle was yeah so
1: yeah And was your, um, when you went to your mom's, was your, uh, her was her spouse or not spouse, but partner, was he nice? Fuck no. Was he abusive? Yes. In what way?
0: Uh, Verbally, physically,
1: emotionally. To everyone in the house?
0: Uh, Primarily my mother. Oh
1: no, so you witnessed a lot of abuse.
0: Yeah. And then occasionally to my older brother.
1: Okay, so in that one year mm-hmm. you saw your mom go through some physical abuse. Yes. Emotional abuse, mm-hmm. psychological abuse.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh.
1: cops are called.
0: My mom would um, actually secretly call the cops to get them to come in and disrupt the abuse that was escalating, like when he would actually direct it towards my younger brother. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh my god! And you guys didn't know what to do. You just had no, to no. It was there like frightening. horrifying. That shit was yes. terrifying. Horrifying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like he actually like punched. He punched my older brother. Like I was ten. I think RC was maybe eleven. And like I know he. I remember it from my view because of the apartment that we were in, and like I know, ugh, just and I never knew what would set him off. It was just fucking. Oh,
1: so weird. it was random. Like well, he would just fly off the handle.
0: Well, now I know that it was drugs and alcohol. But oh, right. You know,
1: you didn't then. Yeah. Why would you? Right.
0: Yeah, I was um, saying like one time I woke up because we were living in this like one bedroom apartment, and like I saw him sitting at the table. And I didn't realize I had just finished seeing him like snort up some shit.
1: Oh no. <laughs> mhm. Yeah.
0: So I get up, go to the bathroom and I'm like wanting to sit there and like imitate them because I was like, oh. you know, if you do, if you mimic them, like then that might ease some of like the impending terror, but you know,
1: Right, With trying to users. connect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just trying yeah. to bond and yeah. be on their side and. am so
0: ten years old at the table, like dipping my fingers into a. Oh my god. Yeah, a bottle, of, a, like a, a bowl of water, and renting my nostrils, mimicking what he's doing. I don't know what he was doing, but some shit.
1: That's nuts. So yeah. Thank God, your father or somebody said, okay, we need to get these kids out of here.
0: Yeah. 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 And your poor was, mom.
1: I mean, it, then I'm sure this went on when she mm-hmm, had your sister, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, that's no, my sister was there at the time. Like as a baby. Yeah. 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 She used to actually call me mom. Aww. Yeah. Cause I used to like take care of her so much. Cause like, I mean, her father didn't work. Mm-hmm. So. Shit's left,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're back at your um, grandma's Mm-hmm. and how does everything unfold there for you?
0: I mean, it still sucks. Right. Like it just, it sucks. My grandmother's strict, felt smothered, you know, witnessing the stuff that like was going on with my mom and then like having going to go back into like this predatory home like I didn't want that because like nobody knew, like even from eight. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like when so, it
1: started right away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And who was the predator? My uncle. Okay. Yeah. The one that was living there. Yeah. And how was his? How was what is? His I would role? say he was
0: probably like sixteen or so. Wow. Mhm.
1: And so it started immediately. So you yeah. you were probably thankful, in some way, to be at your mom's. Yeah. Because you could get away from that. And would he just... Come I mean, in?
0: I wasn't thankful in some ways at my mom's because that shit's... No, no that was terrible. I, you didn't know. Well, like, let me paint you... Let me paint the picture. It's like, this is middle school. Like, and right. where I was living, there wasn't a middle school. So you would go to school with all these people. And so I would go to this new school for this one year. And I'm the new kid. And I'm also the fat kid. Like, I remember... And I don't even know why they would do this, but in this one particular school system they had uh recorded our height and weight and had posted in the gymnasium. And so it was me and this other girl and Wait. we
1: they posted your weight and yes, your height because yes. it was Ronald Reagan's like do, do some kind of. I have activity no clue. Thing? I don't know. Like pre- I have no what did they call it? Presidential? I don't remember.
0: I have no idea. Oh, yeah. If it feels like the presidential, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like some healthy. kind of weird healthy Yeah. Kick. I have no idea. Oh I don't know. 80s? Yes. Yes. Of course. Okay. It was, Go I would on. say, Sorry. about 1987, yeah. I think. 80s. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Awful. And so me and this other girl were at the top. And it was. I know I was 172 pounds. So just imagine, I think I was 5'9". 5'9", 172 pounds with a jerry curl Wow. in the 80s. terrible.
1: It is terrible. But you're also carrying like, I'm I'm assuming molestation at your grandma's Mm -hmm, house. mm -hmm. Okay, so you have that. Yeah,
0: where's another way to like be rendered invisible. Right. uh,
1: And then you go to your mom's and you're dealing with constant... Drugs and abuse.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God. And alcohol. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, my... I mean, my mom was working. She didn't do that. Right. Like, to be perfectly clear, she did not partake in that. Right. At all. Right. So...
1: Right. Well, so...
0: And where was her family? I know. Man. I mean, it's it's so weird, like, to know that people knew. I mean, but, like, other people have stuff going on. Like, like I said, I was 10... I know when I saw that and
1: well our society at that time wasn't talking about it even more so than they are like I mean it was just completely shove everything under the rug which is why we have a society of chaos
0: it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous the way people aren't held accountable his 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 family knew his mom knew like your your mom's partner yes oh yes of course this dude like he had been locked up his mom would bail him out of jails like come on yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's my son. Like your son is not doing anything except causing chaos, right? And despair.
1: Yeah. So you moved. You moved your mom's back to your grandma's, and mm-hmm. you knew. You knew that was so. The first time your uncle did that to you it was right away when you moved into your grandma's. I don't was, know if it was right away. Was she or just what? memories are yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just like.
1: And did he come into your room?
0: I really didn't have a room. I mean, remember I was sharing the room oh, with my aunt. Yeah, that's right. So. I don't know. I do not know. Like when it when it started. Like there are different I just have different memories that I think are probably a bit graphic. Right. To, right. Um, but it does involve involve um coercion regarding oral sex. Um with candy. Um also body shaming. Um also um Making me bathe with him, take showers, so oh. yeah, and I remember that's what it was i was I was at my grandmother's i was i was i remember still sleeping on the floor because he came into the bedroom and woke me up and was like, you know, tell her it only happened like once or twice and I was just like the what you know because it was always like don't don't tell anyone what? and i remember partially coming down the stairs at my grandmother's house and like stopping and like just you know and she asked me if he had like touched me and i said yeah and then like how many times and i was just like once or twice you know even though it had been more than that and even though like after that time it continued.
1: Yes. Yeah, so what did your grandma do? She didn't do shit. Okay, so let me, let me, so I can understand this. Your uncle was the born. No. No.
0: Second, third, blah, third, well, okay, wait a minute, because I have another uncle above him. Oh, no, he's my dad's half-brother, so he's my dad's half-brother from my grandfather. So. Okay. Yeah. Tangled family tree.
1: I understand. That's okay. And so what was his role like? Like, what kind of relationship did he have with her? Who? Your step, your step grandma.
0: What relationship did she have with who? With your uncle. The one who molested me? Yeah. He was the fucking golden child. Okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the dude who was the fucking golden child. Yeah. Like, star fucking quarterback. Like, something in, like, student president or some shit. Like, all that. Like, like all he had that everything. bullshit,
1: and he was a teenager mm-hmm, molesting you. Mm-hmm, so when you told mm-hmm. at like eight or whatever, eight, nine, ten doesn't even matter. You tell eight, your eight you or nine. Tell your grandma that this is happening.
0: See, this isn't working.
1: Boo. And then she says to, "What does she say to you after you told her?"
0: Oh, oh, what does she? Because what does she tell me? I can't remember if this was before or after. Maybe it was before, and maybe that's what prompted. I know she had always told me, like to, you know, if any motherfucker ever touches you, to tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how the fuck can I tell you when it's your own fucking son? Yeah. Like it's your own, it's your own son. Yeah, you know. And so I've had this, I wouldn't say awkward, but it's sort of like the self isolating relationship in some ways with other family members because I've made it known time and time again, and people are just like, why don't you let it go? Why don't you let it go? And I was mm-hmm. just like, it's so astonishing at like how far it'll stretch oh yeah you know especially with
1: like the role of a like a like a golden child and stuff so yeah so you move back there and it continues for how long
0: i guess like okay if we moved back and i'm i'm 10 i would say it continued till i was about 16 oh my god yeah
1: even when he would move out of the house,
0: mm-hmm. move out of the house and come back, like unlike school breaks and stuff. Where did like, he go to school? He went to school on the East Coast at a military school. Okay, wow. So
1: to even amplify, the, yes, yeah, I know the, it's all the... the things, all the things. So how do you think that going through that trauma affected your behavior? And like, what were you like from eight to sixteen as you were going through that? And did you tell your mom?
0: Um, I can't remember when I told her. Yeah, I think I told her actually when I went to college. Okay. I think. I don't know.
1: Well, that's usually a lot like the age frame of when an awakening happening. Yeah. That, that you can. And yeah. so, what what were you like from eight to sixteen, and eight to graduated? Like be, from dealing with that. Did um, you were you invisible? Did you do go the invisible route, kind of? Mm-mm.
0: I mean, I was loud and funny. I mean, I was already fat, so and mm-hmm. that'd be funny because that was the easiest thing that people could go for it's just like man you're fine. and It's like duh bitch mm-hmm. why yeah. are your feet so big right why the fuck would my feet be small
1: right the fuck I yeah. look like wearing a so six? you got through it through humor and being yeah trying to make light of your life
0: yeah making light of my life and making fun of people yeah so it became a specialty
1: yeah Yeah, it was in your blood. Mm -hmm. You would have been that way no matter what. I'm sure of it. Probably. I am absolutely sure of it. Quite
0: caustic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, given where I grew up, I always tell people, I was like, look, the part of the city where I'm from is where people don't talk about. Like, even beyond some of the things that are highlighted on TV, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. like it's even... Mm -hmm. But not not to say that like I have friends who even lived farther south, <laughs> right? Who have even you know more stories,
1: right? So at one point you've told everyone in your family and as an adult,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. As a young adult, um, as an you older adult, you were lighting adult, it on fire. You were just yeah, because like, I was just amazing. like, look, because the crux of it, oh because one of the things that happened was. Like, basically, I had this breakdown in college. I was calling to talk to my grandmother, and then he answered the phone. And I was just like, mother, shit, and like, kind of lost my shit. I'm away at college at this time. So I don't even know how you got yourself to college. That was a fucking escape. Like I know, but like you still did it. Like I it doesn't did. sound like you had much support behind I you. I sure shit did not. But you did. that. I filled out every application by myself.
1: That is huge. Like every
0: application. Huge like just that figured that shit that out. You
1: understood that that was so important. Mm-hmm.
0: I th- I saw college as an escape. Yeah. Yeah. I seriously did. It's crazy. Yeah. So okay.
1: So he answered.
0: Mm-hmm. And I kind of like froze up and like, I hung up. But that was like the day of Star sixty nine or whatever and um my phone rang again and he was on the line and
1: did you confront
0: um more or less yeah yeah
1: wow
0: it wasn't like the best conversation um I remember you know him saying things like Like, trying to blame it on being molested himself. And I was like, then, asshole, like, why the fuck would you do that to somebody else? Like, how could you, if you know that this fucked with you, why would you do that to someone else? Like, it was stupid. It was like there was zero accountability. And, like, my grandmother says now, well, your uncle said he tried to apologize to you. It's like, yeah, and then afterwards, he always would find ways to still, like, invade my private space like i've never i've always made sure that i've never had my back to him or anything yeah and like he would still find ways to like creep up behind me and kiss me on my cheek and it's just like you fucking gross dude. power play totally it's so gross like i don't want to engage with you at all why do you continue to do this and it had gotten to a point in my family, like with this particular side of my family, just saying like, look, I need you to not bring him up. I need you to not talk about him to me, like his whole family. Like it's so this picture perfect, like success of like black middle class. And like this dude did this thing. And I know it happened like so long ago, but the way it has imprinted me, you know, in so many ways. You know, like you, you don't forget that it was like those were during my formative years, from eight to sixteen. Like the changes I was going through, the changes that I've gone through, like who I am now compared to who I was then.
1: Did you get? Did you have any repercussions of like, like, like anxiety or? Fuck yeah,
0: I had panic attacks in high school. I mean, I attributed that to like being in love with my best friend, but. Among other things, like yes, I was still being molested at the time too. So yeah, 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 yeah. I think she was the first one I had told.
1: Really, I was just going to ask mm-hmm. that who was the first person? That yeah. You... Well, really, technically, it was your step grandma. Yeah, it was my grandmother. And then it was, I don't think her as my step grandma. She's like I keep saying step grandma. I know, I don't know why I'm doing that.
0: No, that's she was my grandmother. That's right. like yep. she always she always would be like, "You told me that I'm your only grandmother." I was like, hmm. "No, you are the only one that's around." Because I had, like, I mean, I was a shady little fuck as a kid. Like, I mean, that whole house, it was always uh, just navigating different relationships because right. she was very, like, explosive and fiery and had this, like, fiery brand of, like, love that was just really inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she, well I, would, I would cuss, fuss, and something, a motherfucker. Like, somebody was always a motherfucker. Oftentimes, it was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. He was a motherfucker. Oh, I might cuss, fuss, scream, and holler, but I love you. And I was like, but no, that's not good. I don't fucking like being yelled at.
1: Yeah.
0: I would be the only one who would get hit when, like, me and my brother were in some sort of shenanigans, like, Mm -hmm. in the household. We had, like, the rules of not having company over if. You know, an adult wasn't there. And like, my dad was always working. So, of course, we were like just wiling out. But we were doing dumb shit, like jumping on the bed and like playing hide and seek. Like, innocent. Yeah. Like, literally nothing bad's going on. And then like, my grandfather's coming right, coming over and everybody's scrambling. (laughs) Because, of course, I'm sure it sounded like a zoo in the fucking house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, But I was the only one who would get physically whooped for it. And I fucking hated my grandmother Mm. for that. Hated it and i wouldn't give her the satisfaction of crying after a while. Right. Cuz i was just like Ugh. a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a lot that your bodies had to deal with, man. Yeah. In your mind. Mm-hmm. So, you told your whole family yeah. and did did your uncle own it when he was confronted by those people? Uh.
0: I mean, cuz but I, I what i'm floored really don't by know. is the fact
1: that the, the what you said earlier was that was it your grandma said um you you told me or he he has basically said he apologized Mm -hmm. like the fact that that's even been told in your family Mm -hmm. like and how did they respond to you like
0: you know it was still it it seemed like it was being downplayed to me and i remember uh gosh when i went home maybe it was the first. Uh, Maybe it was the first time I had been home in a while. And I went into like detail with my grandmother about some of the things that he had done, you know, and just like, I need you to understand this. Like, these were the actions that were happening. Like, so he may have apologized, but he has done nothing in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And I hope that his behavior has not continued because I know he has a family of his own. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I wonder if he did anything like coercion with any of his girlfriends or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. You know? Of course.
1: Of course.
0: You know, but he's has the certain beliefs, you know, and a belief system that gives him sort of yeah. like no culpability yep. or responsibility. So.
1: Right. And the fact that, like, I mean, it's true for many abusers that they have also been abused. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that.
0: Right. And that's what that's what he had said, and that's what something that like my grandmother had disclosed to me that had occurred to her as well. So it's just like okay, but like still, some people yeah. know that that's not what you're supposed to do.
1: Right, and it's not okay. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about being in love with your best friend? Nah, we don't.
0: Okay. Have to. Okay. That was a long time ago. Uh, I just wanted—I mean, I just, it led me down in the world where I am. I so. know it
1: just—you mentioned it, and I was like, "Ooh, with anxiety."
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it was also just something because more of in a sense because of the what I was going through. I was having these panic attacks in school, or like at home. I was inflicting self harm, just like oh, having, really? yeah, oh. yeah, oh,
1: poor <sighs> uh, like cutting.
0: Well, not cutting. I hadn't gotten to that, but um, it was more, I just wasn't, I wasn't, it was more like biting and like picking and like scratching. I remember I had this crystal necklace, you know, with like a yin and yang suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super re- cool. Yeah. And I remember like just scratching myself on my arm because I couldn't feel it. Like I right. couldn't feel, feel it. Yeah. And feel. that's the thing that was like so weird. And it was classic when I was in high school, you know, the signs and symptoms were like, I was all engaged and then everything just dropped off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was mainly because like a relationship with my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Total like first love heartbreak, that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was high school. Like,
1: your story is rare because not many people have the guts to tell their family.
0: Yeah. But yeah. just went down. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, I'm sick and tired of having to be in around this dude. Can, like.
1: Right. Can we pressure stop? Yes. Yeah. Like, can
0: you please just, this is the one boundary that I yeah. have. like. And nobody was respecting yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. Like, so much so. Because he's, like, so regaled, you know. Right. Like, there was, there was pressure. Like, this was the thing, is there was pressure. I want to say I was in my mid-20s, Um my older brother was going to get married and I was like, can he not be there? Please,
1: please,
0: please, please?" you know, and did
1: did he ever do anything to your brother? I don't know. I don't think so. so, Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Like that's what I believe that my brother wasn't touched. So, um, the thing was, is that everyone was pressuring me to like change my mind. This is the only time I had like ever made a request. I remember calling my brother and like it felt weird cause I didn't like living in Michigan and stuff. I was all like, I don't know how anyone's gonna respond. Cause I really hadn't been keeping in touch and right. like we had really hadn't just kept in touch and stuff for the most part. But you know, it was like, if this is the one thing that can happen, it would bring me peace. Like, please, yeah. like, please, you know? And I got pressure from so many people. Oh. Like,
1: like, to just let it lie. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that what they were saying? Yeah, just let it be, let it
0: be. Even Like, like
1: it's the past, move on.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like,
1: your whole family, mm-hmm, pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm. And even, like, some folks from, like, my brother's soon-to-be in-laws. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah. dang, like, and y'all know.
1: exactly. That's know, the part like, that really enrages so me weird. and I don't it's understand so like how they, where they hold him and like, well, why is that forgiveness? How, how Why, why do you have, I, maybe, why?
0: well, maybe I, I mean, I'm not excusing anyone, but perhaps it's one of those things where it's like, they don't understand like PTSD or like, you know, flashbacks, triggers, like just the other night. As we're getting ready to go to the movies, like, my um, partner is commenting on um, hydrating and, like, how drinking water, or, like, apparently drinking water before a meal, you can't eat as much. Woo, I'm full. And, like, as we're clearing the table and stuff, she has no idea what she said has just, like, triggered this fucking memory of, like, my uncle and me at home where I think he had just gotten off a of football practice or something. My grandfather had left for the night to like maybe teach high school or something. I don't know, teach night school. <clears throat> and so it was only he and I in the house. And so my grandfather had said that I could have seconds. And my uncle prevents me from doing it. You know, he tells me that I have to drink two glasses of water first before I can do that. <sighs> yeah. So I do it and then I go to the bathroom. I promptly threw that shit up. Yeah. Because, of course, I had developed an eating disorder at this right. time. Like, come on. I'll...
1: Everything. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: everything. Everything. Um, and I came back and I got, like, my fucking hot dog and my french fries. And then, like, he proceeded to call me names and demean me and everything. And I think somebody else was there. I don't know. But I know my uncle, like, was walking around in a T-shirt and a strap.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, oh, I shouldn't, have, yeah, yeah, it's just, like, gross. shit like that.
1: Yeah. I'm really sorry that you went through that. Man, he was, like, such a motherfucker. Like, I know. Dude. And, that, like, you know, obviously you're, I'm, I'm assuming that your brother just had made sure that the uncle was still there at his wedding.
0: No, he wasn't there.
1: Oh, so he did uninvite him? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just know he wasn't there. Apparently wow. he was, like, he had some business to deal with. And sent his condolences or whatever. I don't know if that was true or not. I was just happy he wasn't there. Oh, my gosh. The only other times I really had to see him was at my father's funeral and at my grandfather's funeral. Hmm. So, But typically, I just really don't engage with him. Of course. Yeah.
1: But leading up is horrible, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like...
1: And yeah, every day, like, random triggers.
0: hmm yeah. yeah. And, like, who would have known that No, that... absolutely. Yeah.
1: No. It was totally innocent. Yeah. On... on... Yeah, your partner's part, like completely. So
0: I mean, so it's so it's had like it's done a lot like like recognizing the trauma that's held within like my body around that or that I've held within my body around that. Yeah.
1: And what are you doing to heal? Like what have you done to heal? Well, I've gone to therapy, Mm -hmm. definitely gone to therapy
0: about it. Um, definitely talked about it. I'm doing this Yes, because (laughs) it's capturing my experience in my own words from my perspective. Yes. Um, yeah, I've worked to be really present in my body. Mm -hmm. I moved it in ways that I like for it to be moved. Um, starting to get back into swimming, Mm -hmm. Um, trying to modify some things that I'm doing because I worked at a desk for so long. I'm starting to get like numbness in my arms. So Mm -hmm. really just trying to figure out ways to, I guess, prevent further damage Mm -hmm. to the body that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking my dog for walks. (laughs) I mean, it's, there have been times where I've just been, I have been able to um, have moments you know, that yeah. are really peaceful mm-hmm. around it. Um, it's something that just, it takes a lot of work, you know, to just have that really, to be ingrained into you, Yeah, you know? And it, like, it really, it affected a lot of my sexual experiences when oh, I was course. younger and just, ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. I still think I need some additional work to do, especially around the sexual experience part. Yeah. And probably need to find a sexual therapist to mm-hmm. discuss that with, but in a lot of other ways that's why it's like i'm such a fierce advocate like when i know that like my friends are going through things yeah you know? i can't do that as work like right but for people to have their predators be held accountable even if it's like it doesn't end up in in jail time or something it's like because i wouldn't even know what to do right you know i mean it's on un- like i've told plenty of therapists so like Mm That stuff's on record somewhere, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. But it's but it's more of just like to have the story existing. It's out there. Right. To know that it's something that it happens. Like it's so such a continual thing and like you tell people and like man, there's nothing you can you Mm -mm. can't do anything about how they react to Mm -mm. the information that you've told them. Nope. Ultimately.
1: Nope. So Nope.
0: And just remind them Yeah. Please do not mention that person around me. I've asked you before. Right. I know it's hard for you, but for my sake, could you not? Could you not? Like, you know, he was in the military and my aunt his sister posted like something and happened Veterans Day and I had to see you know, his face in there. You know. Yeah. But it was funny, it was just like, oh well, my dad's not faces up there. Ah, I need another. I'm thirsty. Oh, I still have stuff in here.
1: Well, I think we're good. We're good. Do you have <sighs> anything else you want to add?
0: Um, I mean, ultimately, I just want to give sort of like, I want, I wanted to do this because I don't think um, voices like mine are often heard. Oh yeah. Um, yes. So if people Absolutely. don't know it's like I am black <laughs> and I am a non binary trans masculine person. Yes. So that's something I don't think people really understand as like who can be affected or like who is affected and no and and just you know I think, like, when I was in high school was the first time that I learned of other classmates being sexually assaulted or molested. (sighs) Then in college, that was the first time I'd heard for, like, you know, cis men and women, friends of mine. Mm -hmm. Like, actually cis gay friends. But it was just, like, it was so pervasive. Right. It was so pervasive so
1: yeah and you're absolutely right no yeah there's not there's clearly not a place (laughs) at all reminded every day right right (laughs) right it's enraging absolutely
0: absolutely absolutely and it's something where like people don't it's like how do you hold somebody accountable for your behaviors for Mm. their behaviors Mm -hmm. how do you how do you do that i know you know what 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 What's the payment? What, what's the offering? What, yeah. what can you weigh? You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Is there is not an answer. Yeah. Wow. Wow, AJ. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us and being so vulnerable and not being scared to show all that you are, which is a very courageous, beautiful human being. I really hope that you listeners could hear how hard things have been for them, and actually still is because of that whole Black, non-binary, trans-masculine part, but also because of the trauma. And I hope that this offered you a different perspective, and I hope that you found connection through them. AJ picked for their nonprofit, the Ori Art Gallery here in Portland, Oregon. It's a pretty rad place. Um, from their website, which I will put their website up on all the social medias. But it um, says, together, they seek to reclaim and redefine the white cube, which those of you who don't live in Portland, this totally exists, through amplifying the voice of trans and queer artists of color, community organizing, and mobilization through the arts. It's a pretty cool place. And I like that AJ picked that. So again, thank you so much for that, AJ. And as always, my nonprofit is Rahab Sisters. You will hear me talk about the radical hospitality on this podcast and why it inspired me. Um, All the links will be up on that as well. Please remember to go into Apple Podcasts and review us, rate us. If you write a review, I will enter your name in a contest and I will draw it again on episode five. I will draw the name and you get a free t-shirt with our logo on it. In the meantime, subscribe to wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the things. And for the rest of this week lead it with compassion, because gosh darn it, in this dark world, and this crazy world we're living in with all these insane politics, we got to keep compassion first. Thanks for listening. I love you.